Oh shit. Ominous ass music. Hey. Suave. Well we, we don't we don't have our usual intro. Why is that? Obviously there's some cocaine pill music right here. Hey, 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 take it easy. Speedballs aren't condoned, but they probably so influence this music. Policy. This could only mean one thing. What did he uh tournament season you be Tourney time Another, another Broken Pistol Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. Tournament. BPBC Tournament Style. I am Wood. You stay classed, the internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Last time I checked, you were. Last time I checked. My man. My guy. We have, <laughs> My G. We have a ton, a ton of tournaments to actually kick us off in tournament season. Yeah. It is tournament season. Um, we saw a post online that asked for the Mount Rushmore of NXT. And after some deliberation and a couple of different combinations, say, you know what? We're going to take this idea a step further. There, there are wrong answers. But we don't give them. If you, if you go beyond... I'd say the the fall of 2019, your answers probably suck. If you just one of those people who like to argue that everything just because it's new it's better, this probably ain't for you. This this is this is not your bag. To be perfectly honest, if if your whole vibe is new is better, we probably ain't for you. We we the old kids on the or the old we the old men on the porch. Telling you kids get off our lawn. I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite make us the old men on the porch. I would make only us, in this scenario. May okay, maybe um, I, I may take it for this scenario, but we're, we're definitely not the family that parties in the front yard. And I can tell you this: that amount Rushmore for NXT. That's uncouth. <laughs> if you party in the front yard. I have. I judge the. I judge the fuck out of you. Barbecuing in the driveway, barbecuing in the front yard, partying in the front yard. We were raised better. If I ever catch you doing any of those things in the front yard, I'm leaving. Especially, especially south of the Mason-Dixon. It is a wrap for you. Bruh. All right, that said. Go ahead. If you have your your Mount Rushmore, for NXT. Ryan and I give Rushmore? you my Mount Rushmore for NXT. Uh-huh. It's the equivalent of asking me who's my top five rappers of all time. I mean, my mood top, changes with the coffee that I have. Top five dead or alive is so subjective that you'll, you'll never really get an answer you can live with. However, what we have done is we have created a formula. Oh, word to the so, doc. Word to the doc, the length of the title reign, the impact of said title reign, also, and the tiebreaker, number of title reigns and or classic title matches. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to the Mr. NXT Tournament. World Heavyweight Champions only. Don't, this don't is care. when this is when NXT title was actually a revered world title, even though that name did not exist within the parameters of said title. We talking about black and gold, full sale, Triple H owned and operated NXT. We we talking about changes, title changes at house shows type shit. We talking about pay-per-view with five matches in XT. And all of them, every one of them can't miss. I don't Bangers. care. I don't care how you don't like the card, how it was how it looked on paper. You watched it, you got an A show. If they it wasn't A plus. Two and a half hours would be five matches and air lad one on finna slap. And if you didn't watch past the the, the the ending splash on the screen, you probably missed either a return or somebody getting their ass beat from a heel turn. It, it, black and gold NXT pay-per-views during the t- that takeover era is like my EP catalog. The, 
as much nothing as, but slaps. As much as I talk about Mid South Wrestling and the UWF, if there was ever any modern day incarnation of said organization, it to me would be NXT Black and Gold. So this is what we're dealing with. We are dealing with how many how many entries do we have in this tournament? We have 16 entries, and I believe by your count, 21 champions. 21, Five 21, champions 21. did not make this list. So you know how we did this. We just cut the last five. Those five being Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, yes. Dolph Ziggler, Uncle Ziggy. Uh, give me, give me two more that we that we cut off this list. Carrying Cross, Carrying Cross, Keith Lee, Keith Lee. So Carrying Cross and Keith Lee still kind of function under the black and gold, but it's the new black and gold. Both of them have like asterisks on their title reigns. Oh man! So it, it didn't seem fair to include them, and then doesn't make them any less champions of champions. It yeah. just makes them not on our on our tournament. Yeah. So those two were you know pretty much going to be exempt or asterisks anyway. And the if, other three, I didn't watch. And Suave is still I on strike. Highlights. Suave is still yeah, on strike I, from NXT I, Rainbow I've Coalition. I've been on NXT strike since they went to the Skittles. So I'm I'm off, I'm off that. I've seen highlights. I know Breakers. I know Breakers talented. I know Melo's talented. I've been know Ziggler's talented. Didn't need NXT to know that. But yeah, I'm good on that. And if you disagree with any of that, it ain't fuck you. It's at us. BrokenPencilBC at gmail.com. Show at BrokenPencilBC.com on anything and everything social. And that includes, that includes Spill. That includes Threads. At Broken Pistol BC, literally on what? Everything. 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 You ready now, to send away? When I was telling the people while you were talking, I was pointing to you and I was like, he lying. It ain't at us. It is fuck you. Oh, it is. All right. Where the game I mean, goes. Look, where the game goes. Get you, get you a show and then we can talk about it. Where the game goes. The gang goes. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. And that's what this show is laced with. For always and forever, Luther Vandross. This is in no particular order of when they got their reigns. No, who who no. they faced. This is a completely randomized tournament of the top 16. Our top 16 NXT champions. Suave, are you ready? We I'm absolutely ready. We have hit the randomizer. We have gone through the terms and rules of engagement. It is only time now for combat. No, 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 no. Suave. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> oh! Let me stop. Round one is underway. Not until they give him full control. Once they give him full control, I'll be more than willing to participate. 16 single man elimination tournament. Here we go, and this is oh, this is the men's side. We haven't done the women's yet. Don't worry, that's a tournament too. For the inclusion, men, for it, it matters. It matters in our first matchup. Mm-hmm. Mister, Mister NXT, not for this tournament, but by fans by and large, the man that embodied the brand for all things it's worth, and this couldn't be a better first round matchup. Johnny Gargano uh-huh. versus Bo Dallas. Mm. Now, if you're keeping so, score at home, there you go. Give, no, him, give him the background. No matter how much you care for Johnny Gargano, he only, he only got the title for less than two months. And it only happened in that time frame when he got it because his top rival within NXT, his former tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa, went down after a match, a knockdown drag out, mind you, in a blood feud that lasted damn near two years against Johnny Gargano. So you may have never gotten to second base with Goldie had Tommaso not had to wave the white flag. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. Uh, right. So, so looking at the CompuBox numbers, a 57 day title reign, <laughs> beat Adam Cole in two out of three falls, 
um yeah that's pretty much gargano's thing and and he is matched up against who again bo dallas the third nxt champion third ever with a 260 day type 280 days 280 day reign uh days recognized is sitting at 260. yes i don't know why there's such a discrepancy tape delay uh, yeah, it was it was probably three weeks. They tape that's when they were taping three weeks at a time, maybe in leading up to a possible uh, pay per view or a new round of tapings. So and he, I'm going with Uncle. <laughs> Did you you say Uncle Howdy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know what I said. Yeah. Oh shit! I know exactly what I said. I'm going with Uncle Howdy. He I, had more days. He beat. I won't say he beat a more credible champion. Well, he actually he did because he beat Big E, who was the second ever champion. He'll he'll come up later in this tournament. Who uh, who had a Cole, who was arguably Paul's the biggest of his career at that time. Five count. <laughs> and with um with Adam Cole, he hadn't become champion yet. He would later go on to become champion. Yep. Johnny Gargano was a transitional feel good story. It, he was the lovable loser who put on classic matches in the high. He he was the NXT version of HBK in the in WrestleMania. He's he's great. He he's a great competitor. He had great matches, classic matches, matches of the year candidate. I don't know about all that. I I, I might have given him Daniel Bryan of NXT. Kind of that that that, you know, that I, I like that. I like that. He's got he's got more underdog to him to fit that that Daniel Bryan mold as opposed to being like the HBK of NXT because we some people only really liked to fondly look upon you know balding HBK mm-hmm. but you don't realize that 97 HBK was a thing 95 HBK was a thing hell 92 HBK was a thing and they're all elite but different I've never seen Johnny Gargano be anybody but that version of Johnny Gargano even as a heel he was that same version of Johnny Gargano and that didn't Period. work so let's not let's not put that jacket on him because that's just going to make certain people dislike him more let's call it what it is Daniel Bryan Mo- moving on to the, fir- to the to the quarterfinal round we have Bo Dallas Uncle Howdy <laughs> now I, I I haven't gone through the list the list of this first round somebody just threw their phone just now it's cool. It's cool. Hope the speaker still works, and you better be using Bluetooth. Um, Hope you got insurance, my boy. <laughs> if, if hopefully you're screen sharing to see your TV, because uh, we this is top tier HD entertainment right here. Um, 1080p, my boy. I have not gone through the entire first round to look at the matchups. So it's a surprise to you, just like it's a surprise to me. Completely random. I will tell you this. Love it. I love can, it, man. Based on. CompuBox numbers, statistics, if you will. Yes, CompuBox numbers. I will. I will go on record as saying this will probably be the only matchup of this round, possibly in the tournament, where the two competitors actually faced off against each other for the title. Ooh, extra tiebreaker. Andrade Cien Almas versus Drew McIntyre. Oh damn! Now, Drew McIntyre had a 91-day reign in which he lost to Andrade Cien Almas and also went out with an injury due to uh, something that happened during that match. Mm. Andrade went on for a 140-day title reign. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) ironically, his valet, Zelina Vega, went on to marry the person that he lost the title to, which is Alistair Black. <laughs> do, you, do you realize if they could have found a way to make what you just explained play out in story form on television, it might have been the greatest thing ever produced by Stanford? There are so many missed opportunities like that in wrestling. Like, Real life is more entertaining than the shit they come up with in the room. The closest thing we had to that, to my knowledge, 
was when Matt Hardy left, became the internet sensation. I I, I would probably say he he may have been the first person to go viral uh, in pro wrestling. For did he get fired? He was released. Released. So yeah, he got fired. Yeah, and so during his release, his girlfriend, um, it became story, but it was also part uh, part reality that Lita was uh, messing around with old Edge, which became part of a brief storyline in WWE as Matt Hardy was in the crowd and they, for three weeks, didn't even say his name because we knew who the hell he was. Matt learned how to pimp the internet. Let's just call it a spade a spade. Matt, Matt was at the forefront of learning how to pimp the internet. I, I, so at, he was able to snowball that into a return and a bag just so happens when <laughs> I don't know who came up with the finish for that SummerSlam match, but it was built up and there was heavy anticipation, and then it was a fucking dud. <laughs> grand opening and grand closing. Man, so back back on task here because I just, we just went down a rabbit hole with that one. We, <laughs> I mean, we did, but you know that's what they're here for. That's, that's why. See, the people that are here that haven't thrown their phone over that first round matchup, that's why they're here. So the story with Drew was. Drew was labeled in 2009 on an episode of SmackDown, Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you're keeping score at home, by Mr. McMahon as the golden child, the, the next up, the person who was set, who was earmarked for world championship uh, uh, reigns. And among attitude, among uh, an issue with, a, uh, with a, an ex- who was also employed at the time in a bevy of other things, Drew McIntyre was released. And they're saying he was punished with three-man ban. He leaves, travels the world, ends up at Impact, rebrands himself with his government name, Drew Galloway, becomes the Impact World Champion, makes a makes a quite the name for himself. Puts on a smooth 40 pounds of muscle. Just grown ass man. And he's still early 30s when he comes back to WWE in the form of NXT. And it wasn't even a, wasn't even a tune up. It was more so of get re-familiarized with, with who I've become. And got a, 90 day, a 91 day reign out of it. Meanwhile, Andrade Cien Almas was wrestling, wrestling royalty from Mexico. Brings in a the Puerto Rican princess Zelina Vega to be his mouthpiece and business associate, his manager, if you will, and turns someone who had virtually no personality into someone into a threat in the ring, and they they gave us a classic match. And Andrade went on for an almost four month title reign. I can dig it. Um, so I look at these two title reigns, these two champions. I don't have a clear cut winner in that respect. Um, I also can't really remember a lot of their title defenses that stand out without me going to watch tape. Um, a, a lot of. A, during that time frame, there was so much wrestling around because we still had ROH in real form. Impact was still doing decent work. Uh, not that they're not doing decent work now, but they had they had moments where they just completely just you know it was no one was. In fact, this is this is not long before we started the podcast, but right after I started the pod, we started the podcast. I was banned from watching uh, uh, Impact. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! You did that. You did that to yourself. <laughs> but it happened. one day we'll tell that story. But yeah, you did that to yourself. It, it happened. It happened. And uh, it, was your, it was your own fault. It happened because of you. So a lot of the NXT that we saw was usually like go home shows and then fallout shows, along with the pay per views. And so again. Drew took on Andrade, lost to Andrade. Andrade went on, and then he lost to Aleister Black. Um, the good thing is both of those losses resulted in call-ups to the main roster. 
to which I can, without a doubt, say Drew had made the most of his call. Absolutely. Which kind of, for me, is starting to figure into my decision about this. Like, Drew took that and made the most of it, even though Andrade's issues are not 100% his own fault. I see what you did there, 100. Um, it's just the, the, the career ceiling because Drew left WWE with the moniker, the chosen one. He had already been earmarked for that long before three, three, uh, three MB, three MB. Uh, yeah, which, which for anybody else would have been a death sentence. And those three figured out how to get that over. So they are, they're legendary in the give it the old school try hall of fame. Because anybody else would have been like on main event and then shortly afterwards off TV. Future endeavored, if you will. Damn, with the quickness. Because Heath Slater was the one that I think, if I'm not mistaken, he lasted the. Well, actually, um, gender never left WWE. Aha. But he was gone. He was on a milk carton for a long time. Look, gender out here selling CBD and, and and all types of supplements and trying to help people get their stuff together while he's also ushering in the next era of uh, NXT India. So he's gonna be around, but I get what you're saying. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Drew. I got Drew as well. Drew. That, that's yeah. That's that's a hard one because the impact is what was the deciding factor because the reigns were pretty similar. And involved each other, no, nonetheless. Uh, next, next round. Who you got? Big E Langston, when he had a last name. Five count. Versus, asexually, the prince, the demon. You know him as Finn Balor. Damn it. Now, if we must go to the tail of the tape. You Big, can, but I've already made my mind up. Big E defeated the first champion, who was Seth Rollins, after right. a stellar 133-day reign. Big E held the title for 168 days, so a little over four months. And he lost to Bo Dallas. On the flip side, Finn Balor, fresh off of a beatdown from New Japan and the Good Brothers, to be exited from the Bullet Club to come to NXT as Finn Balor. And not only does he come in and make an immediate mark and become an overwhelming fan favorite, but he wins the NXT championship over Kevin Owens in Tokyo. I mean, come on, bro. (laughs) Here's, Here's a fun fact. Finn Balor has a pair, not one, but two title reigns totaling over 200 days. I love Biggie. Pause. This ain't even close. It, I hate to say that, but it ain't even close. I don't want to make it sound disrespectful, but don't ever like, disrespect is, me. Yeah, don't ever disrespect me. But this very much feels like this is the front runner to win this tournament. There could be. There's a there's a there's a couple in here. There's there are. There are a couple in here that can kind of give you a run for your money depending on how you feel about it. But in this particular instance, it's Finn Balor. Now, here's a matchup that doesn't seem to matter much in NXT, but historically, oh man. Oh man. The fact that we had both of these guys in NXT at around the same time and they never really crossed paths like this is just a travesty. Uh oh. But one of them did leave and go to the main roster while the other one was coming in to NXT, which is part of the reason it didn't happen in WWE. Okay. Who could I possibly be talking about? On the front side, we have. Samoa Joe across the ring glorious Bobby Rude 
I will do good. I will do good. I will be victorious. One of the yeah. livest. That there, there's a tournament too. The livest debut. The livest. Live. The livest pay per view entrance. The livest oh. WrestleMania. Like there's so many different tournaments you can do with entrances. Because I was gonna say we just do a theme music tournament. Because yeah, like Glorious is gonna be a top five or no matter what. Like Glorious is one of the greatest entrance themes in modern wrestling history. Absolutely. And they fucking wasted. <laughs> they called him up to the main roster and fucking wasted. <laughs> I mean, just spilled it all over the carpet. Meanwhile, Samoa you Joe. You don't scrub. You block that shit. Put the club <laughs> soda on that. Samoa Joe had not one, not two. But three NXT title reigns. Translations. Hands down, this goes to Samoa Joe. I, I don't see a reason to prolong this. All right, moving on. The um, Uncle Bobby, get well. The uh, Uncle Joe, stay healthy. Uncle uh, Joe out here. Man, say Uncle Joe get into the bag. He ain't gonna have to worry about staying healthy. He just gonna have to worry about staying, staying active because he is out here getting to the bag. Very uh, rare, have, very rare have I seen a wrestler work in reverse. Joe Twisty right metal coming to Peacock soon. <laughs> Joe right now reminds me of face paint Joe in in, uh, in TNA. He's yeah, out here see, killing folk. I, I I got really upset with TNA after they didn't after they had Joe take his first loss to Kurt Angle. Cause I was like, you have an opportunity to make your own homegrown superstar. All you had to do was have Joe continue what he had been doing. Kill the shit out of everybody. <laughs> All you had to do was let him continue to kill. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's all. But that is a grievance for another episode. Moving on to our next round. Yeah. The man who defeated Andrade, Aleister Black, mm-hmm. versus the first overwhelming fan favorite of NXT to become a champion, Sami Zayn. Ooh. Ooh. I, I like what you got going on here. Now, Sami Zayn only held the title for two months 62 days mm, terrible who did he lose to who else Kevin Owens and the way Kevin Owens came in and power bombed the shit out of Sami Zayn and dropped him on the ring apron we had not seen before in NXT Kale got in the ring to help him celebrate his title victory. He finally climbed the mountain and didn't he, he didn't even get to breathe with the title before getting dropped on his head. Love it. And the love it. Man. And his back was the entire story of his title reign leading up to his loss against KO. You remember ECW with Tommy Dreamer <clears throat> where he finally won the ECW heavyweight championship? Yep. Same, same. Same, same. Now, here's what's crazy about this match. When Sami Zayn loses to Kevin Owens, the stipulation was, I don't know if you remember this, if Sami Zayn quit, I'm sorry, Sami Zayn lost, he had to leave NXT forever. That was just his way to go to the main roster. And it didn't take him long. Meanwhile, on the other side, Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. He was kicking the the he was kicking heads off, folks. This was this was it. This was. Uh oh, where'd you go? No, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Thought we lost I'm you just, for a second. No, no, the, this this was just it. This was this was when Alistair Black made it, so I had to go back and watch Tommy end. <laughs> the talk about impact. If you weren't familiar with Tommy End, you went to find out who Tommy End was and what he was all about. And I dare say him coming to NXT took Tommy End to a whole new level. I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with the NXT naming of Aleister Black, but he made it work for years. 
made it work. At that point, NXT was in a groove to where even the stuff that you didn't necessarily like from the jump, you always gave it a chance because they didn't really they didn't let you down in the presentation. You knew at some point this was going to pay off in one way or another, and Trips wasn't putting people out on television that weren't ready to go. And okay, and- Chris Hero. I didn't. I've never really gotten into the name Cassius Ono. Not at all. But but I absolutely know he was going to deliver. Yep. No matter no matter what you thought about him, or from a wrestling perspective, or a physical per- a perspective, like a, like a, a visual, you knew Cassius Ono when he came on TV was. Matter of fact, you knew everybody who came on during the Triple H era was going to deliver. Period. Actual like it was a pre- it was a prerequisite. Yeah, I had I had no concern if you made it to NXT TV in any sort of prominent position. I had no no qualms with you being there because I knew you were going to deliver. Andrade's reign was 140 days. I'm sorry, Andrade. I'm sorry. Aleister Black's reign was 102 days. 102. 108 unrecognized. So, for the reign and the impact, it's going to go to Aleister Black. Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn only had Kevin Owens during that two months to... So- to base his entire runoff of and he lost to Kevin Owens and then was never able to get his lick back. Let me counter your counter your argument about impact with this. Uh-oh. Sami Zayn was what I would probably refer to as I'm trying to think of a baby face who had the type of sympathy that Sami Zayn has. It's it's like Ricky Morton esque, but I need a singles competitor who had that same sort of Magnum TA. Give me somebody a couple years after Magnum. Uh, Sting for in it for NXT. Kinda. Think Kinda. think think about think about this. How many how other than Bailey? How many other NXT superstars had the type of crowd reaction during the entrance that Sami Zayn had? Very few, very few. Especially so, in that, because this is this is early WWE Network era. You know what? I, I referenced Tommy Dreamer. It's very Tommy Dreamer. There you go. In yeah. NCW. Yep. There it's, you go. He he is their guy. He they've watched him be the, I guess, a, a version of a lovable loser. But it's always he tries hard, so they don't hold it against him when he doesn't come through. And then when he does come through, they celebrate that much harder. It, it is very Tommy Dreamer and ECW esque. Now it may have that, it, that's my comparison. Now it may have sounded like I was going towards Aleister Black, right? Uh huh. But let's look at this. Sami Zayn goes to the main roster. Face, face, <laughs> face, face, figgity face. I know what you're about to do. Finally, finally says, <laughs> "Fuck the establishment." goes on his agenda while on his agenda we start going to Saudi Arabia oh Sami Zayn is Syrian Sami Zayn ain't going to Saudi Arabia uh-uh. until tensions are resolved and it could be argued that WWE's goodwill ambassadorship with Saudi Arabia helped calm some of those tensions and dare say made it to my surprise to my pleasant surprise a safe place for Sami Zayn to return and speak to his uh, neighboring native countrymen and native tongue that's amazing so what so really what you're saying is that the NXT championship propelled Sami Zayn to be a beacon of hope for world peace this is also your daily acknowledgement of your tribal chief and WWE grand champion Roman Reigns Sami Zayn possible by Roman Reigns and the Bloodline was a Bloodline member. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we can't mention the Bloodline in any degree to any any episode without a whole lot of fucking gang shit. It's like music to my ears.
even though he was a culture appropriating vulture while he was in the bloodline still let us Sammy, not, let us not forget he got over while going under against Johnny Knoxville <laughs> you're a child <laughs> so saith my classmate so Sami Zayn advances now alright now it's time to get active I see by what you're doing right now here sir is where things uh-huh. take a turn uh oh we have a match on our hands right now what you got another actually I mean before I go to that one Tommaso Ciampa one of the most unpredictable NXT champions ever not to the point point where he wouldn't be champion but what he did during the reigns was unpredictable nah, or nah, fuck the cap the greatest heel in NXT history <laughs> Cut, cut the bullshit. That man said, I am HBK in 97. And I ain't never seen him do nothing that made me think he was lying. And for those of you who are who are up on the, the various stages of Shawn Michaels and his antics, you have to know that 97 is a very special time for all of wrestling and all of life. You were flipping Shawn channels. Bordering, Shawn was bordering on, you know, best heel in the business, or at least most inflammatory. D- D- and, and Tommaso Ciampa has, has given me nothing nothing but greatness DX had hit his stride but Tommaso Ciampa had no supporting cast other than the people he was beating the shit out of repeatedly <laughs> that man wiped his tuchus with the Canadian flag and then dry humped it in the middle of a pay-per-view <laughs> when, do you when, understand people can you it's okay. a crime that is a crime it is a crime <laughs> it's, it's damn near a war crime. Do you realize if somebody did that in Saudi, the plane would not take off when it's time to come back? So, we got Tommaso Ciampa, heel of the century in NXT. Yeah, top that. Versus one of the greatest exports we had ever seen come into NXT. Listen to be my dog, too. Shinsuke Nakamura. Damn it. You already, you already knew where this was going. Now, not not to uh, not to to overshadow Tommaso Ciampa by any stretch of the imagination. Shins if you've Blanc. never seen Nakamura, if you've never seen Nakamura in America be great, this is what you need to go watch. Shins Blint beat Samoa Joe in a sold out, sold out arena in Brooklyn for uh, Takeover Two. Talk that talk. Had a three-month title reign and lost to Samoa Joe. And then two weeks later, took it back in Japan. He, he broke Joe's jaw. <laughs> Say that again, Suave. I, I need that to, to simmer for a second. You guys know Samoa Joe, right? You've seen him. We we you know we talk about Joe's him. Joe's gonna You've kill seen you. Like, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Joe's gonna kill you. This is NXT. Joe's gonna kill you, which means this is this is full fledged, absolute anarchy. And Shinsuke with Kinshasa broke Samoa Joe's jaw. Joe may have the worst luck injury wise for anybody in NXT on pay per views or on premium live events. But go ahead. I'm sorry. It just. Like, for you to hit a Samoan hard enough to break anything other than, like, one of your appendages? Especially a 300-pound Samoan at that. Say that. Say that. that that's a... Look, we never want people to get hurt. We never... We understand accidents happens. This isn't ballet. But that's... That, that's a... That's a skin to put on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, once you guys check on each other, make sure everybody's good, that that's one of those like, hey, that's a skin on the wall. That's I'm just saying. So whenever you hear us say make Nakamura great again, we're referencing back to this. 
this this Shinsuke Nakamura, the one that showed up in Dallas WrestleMania 32 weekend and beat the piss out of Sami Zayn in an instant classic, a wrestling match. Fam, every when when you hear the the, the nickname King of Strong Style, if you hadn't watched him in New Japan and the first time you saw him in America was in NXT, you got a full fledged syllabus and crash course into what strong style was, what it looked like, and how it could be effective. He changed, I okay, keep it real. Shinsuke Nakamura changed the way American wrestling is presented in its modern form. Everybody tries to look like what Shinsuke was doing in 2016. Absolutely. Most of them fail at. But all the kicks, the strikes, the the incorporation of, of of kickboxing and and muay thai and and different things like this we weren't he getting is, that before he showed up to nxt certainly not at the level that we're getting it now like everybody likes to be an mma trained fighter at this point like what you get from alistair black or even what you got from him in nxt is because shinsuke walked so you could run now, special is the fact that Great Muda handpicked Shinsuke Nakamura for one of his last matches while Shinsuke was under contract to WWE, and he got to go. That's special. Actually. But for this tournament, Shinsuke had a combined title reign, because I believe he only had two, correct? Um, I believe you are correct in what you're saying. And so if it's only two, then the number I have is 147 days for two title runs. Oh, but, oh, but what 147 days it was. People were getting their ass kicked up. Kinshasa, Kinshasa, Kinshasa. Meanwhile, heel of the century over here, Tommaso Ciampa, putting on classic yeah. after classic against Johnny Gargano. You're talking about, again, blood feud. Blood feud. 238 days as champion and had to give it up due to injury. Because he had to get one word. Goldie. He had to get the stack of dime surgery on his neck, but he gave the NXT championship itself a personality. Even when he went back, he still gave that championship personality. I'm I'm really upset with myself that I have to do this. Now, hold on. Even though Tommaso Ciampa did have two reigns totaling over a year, the second one we're not recognizing on this podcast. But what he did in those nine months, holy shit. Suave. I mean, <laughs> and I think you. Oh, he does have. A, he does have a second reign. A second. Reign, yeah, we don't recognize 2.0 ever. Um, I made a really strong case for Shinsuke. I really did. I didn't even think about how strong the case was until I really started thinking about it. Like he changed the face of American wrestling single single handedly. What within within two years? Yeah. Like within within a two year stint in in NXT, he changed the face of American wrestling. Like outside of AEW being formed, we don't get to see. I'm being objective here. People like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, um, Adam Page, even Adam Cole. We don't get to see them on mainstream television. But Shinsuke makes it happen. Um, I think the impact to professional wrestling goes to Shinsuke, but the title reigns weren't impactful. Not nearly as much as Tommaso Ciampa's one reign. This is a tournament for NXT champions and their championship reigns. And with Tommaso Ciampa having the greatest heel run in NXT history, whilst also being NXT champion, probably the reason he wins. 
they, you put a question mark on the end of it, but I, I got him going to the next round. I got Tommaso Ciampa over Shinsuke. I don't feel comfortable saying it out loud, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Man, look, you know, you know, it's a handful of wrestlers that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down with the ship on. Pause. Let me, uh, let me, let me entertain you for a second here, because this is what we do here. I, I. This next competitor was in a tournament. The tournament included the following people. Richie Steamboat, Leo Kruger, Bo Dallas, Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Justin Gabriel, and Michael McGillicuddy. Michael McGillicuddy is also known as Curtis Axel, by the way. And he went all the way through the tournament to take on Jinder Mahal in the finals to become your very first NXT champion. I'm talking about the drip God himself, the visionary, the revolutionary, the architect, Seth Rollins. Kung Fu Pander. Kung, oh shit. <laughs> you had to say it, didn't you? <laughs> don't leave, don't leave that part out. He earned that. Kung Fu Pander. <laughs> oh man, Kung Fu, Kung Fu Pander. He earned that. Seth he Rollins. Gonna, he gonna have to wear that. Versus Kevin Owens. Mm. This is Life a good imitates one. art. They both propelled each other on the main roster. However, never crossed paths in NXT. Why? Because. Kevin Owens came much later. <laughs> like, just call it what it is. He, yeah. he, came, he came way later. Seth, Seth was off doing other stuff. <laughs> he was out shielding, winning championships, you know, boss Ar shit. Architecting. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm out here architecting and whatnot. I'm breaking noses. Pander I'm, I'm, pandering. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm tearing labrums. Bitch, I'm out here getting it. Uh, Seth's first reign, or well, only NXT title reign, was 133 days. Mm -hmm. Where did he go after that? The Shield. If you're keeping score at home. Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn and created a, a feud with Finn Balor in the process. ASAP Finnegan. Uh, banger after banger. And after banger, a 143 day title reign losing to Finn Balor in Tokyo. Which, I mean, let's face it, you deserve to lose to Finn Balor in Tokyo. Uh, Kevin Owens in NXT was more impactful than Seth Rollins, in my opinion. I'll be honest, I did not see a lot of Seth's reign in NXT, and this there you go with that. Yeah, that's that's probably the reason, just flat out, like. If you go back, obviously you can see it, but living it in real time versus going back and watching archives, always gonna hit different. We're talking We're talking about less than a year after the network takes off, Kevin Owens is the champion of the brand that has the best show in WWE. Facts. There are just more eyes on this title reign. They just were. Meanwhile, everybody else in the world, the, the one to watch Seth Rollins had to do so via YouTube. So for that reason alone, it's KO. And it. I, I really thought Seth was going to end up being like close to the finals. He was going to be able to ride that first champion wave all the way to the end. Not today. I'm going to say something that you're not going to like, but you have to respect it. Uh, we'll see. Seth Rollins, Big E, and Bo Dallas. They might as well have been the equivalents of 2.0. Only because of the lack of exposure that they had. So, that's to, like not to say that the talent wasn't there. I mean, you had like Bailey, Charlotte Flair. You you had so many other talents. Cassius Ono. So many other talents that were coming in and out of NXT. But the people who were like at the top, like they were. These were the children of Dusty on the mic. The, I will say the first three. You don't get any. 
you don't get any um you don't get any ski cases of pause on on the network whereas all the people you just named uh banks bailey charlotte you did get to see them on the in network some form on the network so and then like biggie went on he was with cm punk and aj right um dolph <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anytime anytime we reference Uncle Ziggy, I'm gonna make sure I get young Dolph in there too. You did. So I, I get what you're saying. I don't I don't know if I'll subscribe to that magazine, but <laughs> not not sure about the subscription, but okay, I, I'll let you get away with it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not filling out that note card. I'm just. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not sending that shit in with you, proof of purchase. You're not. You're not punching that one in for a purchase. No. You? No. No. <laughs> don't. Don't send me twelve issues of the WWF magazine. I'm sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> Boy. Do you hear me when I start talking? Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand that era. That's. That was. We were special. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get the the WWF magazine with Lex Luger versus. Shut up on my watch. You didn't get that issue that had Yokozuna and Lex Luger on the cover right before SummerSlam '93. You, you wasn't outside like that. You, you wasn't on the ship. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you just. You wasn't. You just wasn't. You just wasn't. I got. I got KO going over Seth. Who you got? I got KO too. Run it. Right. Right. All right, cool. Now, last match of the first round, man. We we this is this is where we start to speed up after the first round. Yeah, we've been giving boys they just do, and then when we get to the second round, it's gonna be lightning. This one is going to be so easy. <laughs> the man who defeated Bo Dallas, who was at the time the longest reigning NXT champion at 280 days, mm-hmm. who went on to beat Bo Dallas's record literally by a week. At 287 oh. days, mm-hmm. Adrian Neville, you know him better as the bastard Pack. 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 Anytime Pac, I see Pac. that those three letters together, it's, it's Pack. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care who said what. It's Pack. That's yep. Versus, I wish I still had the trigger, but because he's in at AEW now, we don't. The man who revolutionized. Uh, Factions in NXT, one of, if not the coolest uh, song in the history of NXT. Wow! Adam Cole, baby, baby. three hundred ninety-six days title reign, four hundred and three recognized. Yeah, um, over yeah. a year carried that company defeated Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match which we stated earlier only lost it to Keith Lee and what happened afterwards for Adam Cole thank God AEW was around that's all I can say but it was right there had you just got the rubber off the dresser you fool you (laughs) Do you understand that? Fucked around and got burnt. Paul Levesque had orchestrated the modern version of the Horseman, the coup of all coups, to bring three best friends from ROH and one of their biggest rivals to put them into a faction and got all of them over. Merch out the every last sold out. Carrying pay-per-views, carrying the tag division. Theme song charting. Bam! Single-handedly dog-walking anything and everything that was brought up in comparison. And it was must-watch TV. He he dog-walked Carrying Cross on the microphone. He paid for it, but Carrying Cross was never the same after that. He took NXT to Survivor Series. All Adrian Neville got for his efforts was a release. It was a back catalog of stuff to watch. Was was no was a release from the main rock. No, he he got two oh five live. 
in a release due to uh, circumstantial interaction with one Enzo Amore on a TV show that nobody watched and only watched because Enzo was on it. I have a really funny comparison with uh, about Enzo that I'm going to save for another episode because that's damn near going to be a viral clip when I say it. You might want to uh, write that one down. You don't want to lose that one. I'm going to ask you about don't it. Don't worry about it. I already wrote it down. <laughs> and that's your first round, ladies and gentlemen. This is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. And, if, and for those of you still guessing, Adam Cole went over. <laughs> He's still over shit. <laughs> went over, still over, gonna be over. He oh. he, he, he helped. That, man, that he, man went to SmackDown when the plane got stuck in Saudi and went and had a classic real quick, real real quick with Daniel Bryan. One time for the one time. I, I think he that was like in a stretch of what like three days. Eight? Yeah, because was he on Raw too? I, I think he showed because he was one of the few that actually made it back. So I believe he was on Raw too because that was I think if I'm not mistaken was that the when um, Balor and AJ had to go at it on on pay per view because of uh, like travel issues? No, that pay per view that was on no, what, no, no. that was on Raw, yeah. wasn't it? No, Balor and Balor and AJ was TLC. When TLC, yeah, caught, yeah. Everybody caught the uh, the, the, the El Salvadorian it, it, flu or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> No, dead ass. Like everybody got tetanus or some shit. Like yeah. whatever it was. And they got caught a bad case of Tetris. <laughs> the ick. They had spots all over. Yeah, they got the ick. They got the ooh, what is that? But, ooh, wee. Yeah. but yeah, Adam Adam Cole came up to the main roster and had like two or three bangers in the span of ten days or something crazy like that. Like if anybody really ever put on for the NXT title, you can't say NXT title without saying Adam Cole. Baby. So, yeah. Cole, was going on? All round right. two. Let's get this jumping. Quarterfinal round. Bo Dallas oh. versus Drew McIntyre. Drew. Thanks for coming, Bo. We appreciate your efforts. Uh, Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Ooh. I, I, I take back what I said in the first round. They went against each other a couple times. Mm. I'm going Finn. Even mm. though Joe was first, or was as it was the only three-time title holder, I think Finn Balor's impact was more simply off of the demon alone. Took the words right out of my mouth. It's, it's Finn for that reason. The demon, demon Finn made takeovers must watch because you wanted to see the entrance. Yep. That that's that's sports entertainment all day long. Sorry before I change my mind. Sami Zayn versus Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa. Ciampa it is. Uh Seth Rollins. I'm sorry, Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole. Oh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oddly enough, this tournament came from a Mount Rushmore post and they were in a yeah, Mount yeah. All right. Semifinal round. Run it. We have Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor. Finnegan. ASAP Finnegan. Finnegan it is. And then we also have Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole. Shit. Now, let me tell you something. If we ever got those two in a damn match during that time frame, like if, if Tommaso Ciampa doesn't get hurt and we get Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole instead of Johnny Gargano, man, listen, we Bruh. we might be having a completely different conversation. Absolutely, we would be having a different conversation. Um, damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you who I will tell you who I got and why I got him, and you probably will end up going with me on this. Okay, I'm listening. Three other people. Merch, matches, length of rain. Greatest heel in NXT history. That's arguable with Adam Cole too. Now I, I, I I'm with well, you. It's, I'm with it's you. One in, it's one and two. Yeah, I'm with you. I still. I'm gonna tell you why Champa's one even though this has no bearing on the decision we're about to make. Champa 
had booze, real time, <laughs> real life booze as entrance music. <laughs> Do you realize the level of hated you have to be to rely on the live crowd to serenade you with enough booze to make the character work as you walk to the ring? No music, just booze. <laughs> no music, just booze. Some people, his his interest music was jamming like a bitch when he got it, and people were mad that he had it because they loved to it was just jamming. hear the booze. <laughs> the music was jamming, but the booze were better. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying right now. Oh my God! Yeah, that's 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 crazy. So he is like like Funaki was SmackDown number one announcer, number one heel, Tommaso Ciampa number one heel in NXT history. If he's he, not gonna go back and forth, if he, if he wasn't if he wasn't a face, he could be argued for one of the greatest heels of all time. He still may be in that conversation. Him being the face is what set up him being the greatest heel in NXT history. Especially how it happened. That come out, uh, that come out on the stage. <laughs> then name and title Goldie, and just this, all of these. This shit. <laughs> I'm bro, like you. you okay, now, he, now he, I gotta he, be objective. He shit on Barry life. Horowitz, but go ahead. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The homage to Barry Horowitz. Pat myself on the back, but she, but, but shitted on it on him too. Like it, he made Barry Horowitz forgettable with the way he was doing it. I mean, if you're gonna borrow, you gotta elevate. Man, did that? Did, yeah, you don't you don't borrow a classic line and not have a classic verse, a new classic verse come afterwards. You'll and, never hear me borrow a line from a classic artist without going ape shit after that. And don't let your beat be trash either. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you're right for the reasons you gave. It's just Tommaso Ciampa's my favorite, so I'm having I'm having a hard time letting go. the The bag is bigger with Cole, but it doesn't mean that the bag isn't relevant with Ciampa. At it, one it, point, we named we named promo. We had a promo award lump of coal, the lump of coal, and that was because of the carrying cross shit. Because we started off with. The body, the body bag from Samoa Shout Joe. Samoa Joe. <laughs> so two I, two Apollo and NXT legends. <laughs> right. So we we do know that Cole can dress somebody down. Tommaso Ciampa's no slouch either when it comes to cutting the promo. He he is top tier. Like if, if you could flip the coin, and I'd be happy with either one of these guys. As active as he was in the streets up in Milwaukee, I'm surprised I didn't run across him in my time up there. But that's another conversation. I mean, sometimes the ski mask don't let you know who's who. You dig. All right, so by by a hair, Adam Cole. Who got more classic title matches? Adam Cole. I'm going to say that because he had more. It's it's safe to say that every title match was a classic. Would you agree? For that era, probably so. Just because there's there's a there's a, a not by much but a bigger library only because of the dates of the reigns naturally there's more uh, more takeover events that that are held. You're right. I, I gotta. I don't want it's, to. It's, oh, because it's of Adam that. Cole. It's Adam Cole. Go yeah. ahead. All right. So for Ooh, your, for your finals. Whew, boy. <laughs> I am not okay. You, you're not gonna be okay with this final either. Nope. ASAP Finn versus Adam Cole, baby. Finn was the face of NXT for for like very long time. For a very long time. Like, I'm sorry. I I I can't in this scenario, I just picked against Tommaso Ciampa. I will not pick against Finn Balor. I got Finn. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you one thing that we did not bring up in this. Which is who's the first NXT champion? Seth Rollins. Who's the first Universal champion? Finn Balor. Who did Finn Balor defeat for the Universal Championship? Seth Lee Rollins. Adam Cole in WWE on the main roster. Didn't happen. You're a winner. And dare I say, Mr. NXT, 
ASAP Finnegan, Finn Balor. I see what you did there. You took the formula and you applied it. That's what you call, sir, broken pencil logic. And if for a nominal fee. Soon to be. Soon a phenomenal fee. We will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. PayPal coming soon. Check out the socials for all the advertisements that you gonna need. We like to change. We like, we like the kind that jingles, but prefer the kind that folds. Talk to me if you hear me. The ushers are in circulation. Pass that hat. Don't let it stop. All the way to the end, if you will. Suave. Yo. I dare say we put on another classic tournament. You already I feel know. Like we gave the people what they want. You already know how to get a hold to us. Show brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com, at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. 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 Suave, take them to the house. Pencil pushers, like, rate, subscribe, share. And when you're done with that, tell a friend, ho. Yeah, yeah, definitely tell a friend, ho. Heads up. Pencils down. Yup. Tell my.